0: Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of The Worst Thing I Ever Watched. I'm Colleen. And I'm Helen. And we are a pair of sisters who are watching terrible TV and telling you all about it. Huzzah. Yes, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. I was like, do we say something else or Do we just move? I was on? like, what do you want me to do with that? I don't know. I just wanted to give you space to respond if you felt like you had something to say. So this week we decided to crack open a childhood classic that I'm sure many listeners will be familiar with. Ye old goosebumps mm-hmm. from the desk slash briefcase of the one and only author RL Stein. Yes. Who I was super excited to see, like appears in every one of these episodes at the beginning and is like, hello. I'm RL Stein. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> RL Stein. What do you think? Wait, real quick. I was gonna ask you this at the end, but I'll ask it now. What do you think the RL stands for? Is it like Randy Lewis or is it like Richard Llewellyn or something weird? Hmm, that's a great question. Ron. Ronald Lisa. <laughs> Stein. Ronald Lisa. Ronald Listerman Stein. Yeah, maybe it's something unfortunate. So he just abbreviated to RL. Yeah. I wondered that. I was like sound, it makes him sound like a legit initials. It's like a legit author name though, like TS Eliot or like right. JRR Tolkien or, you know, it makes you sound official if you have like the two initials. Yeah. Like I needed that he had EB White I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> wait, wait people just keep like... naming them. C.S. <laughs> Lewis. I see. So, <laughs> do you want to know what his real name is? Yeah, is it disappointing? It's like very straightforward. Robert Lawrence Stein. That's like the one thing I didn't get. <laughs> yeah, I would never. I I thought Rob, like, Robert is a very common yeah. Him. But Lawrence is wild card. But sometimes he was known as Jovial Bob Stein. And Stop. Eric Affaby. <laughs> those were his like pseudonyms or pen names. He gave those to himself. <laughs> he gave he referred to himself as the jovial Bob Stein, which I'm guessing is he's trying to draw a parallel opposite to like the scary things like he's yeah. like ooh the horror and the scary but then I'm also jovial Bob Stein I'm just a jovial Bob <laughs> makes it sound so creepy though <laughs> yeah it sounds very creepy and it's, it's also creepier like, than R.L. Stein like jovial Bob Stein makes it sound like some fucked up guy with something to prove yeah <laughs> like he's proving like I'm not a sex predator I promise <laughs> yeah truly interestingly enough So I was reading up a little bit about R.L. Stein because I was obsessed with him after watching this and just seeing his his like iconic. He's wearing like black turtleneck, like horn rimmed glasses, just serving you like 80s, 90s white man in such an aggressive fashion. His eyebrows look like the ones in like 2000s Nickelodeon shows where it's just like the stick on fake eyebrow. Yeah. Whenever anyone would be like, like, I'm "I'm undercover. Yeah. Just putting on this eyebrow. I'm putting on this <laughs> eyebrow and this like sad, the Mark's mustache. Yeah, Velcro mustache. Yeah. So R.L. Stein, in 1996, he placed 36th on the Forbes list of the 40 best-paid entertainers with an income of 41 million dollars. Jesus Christ, dude! He <laughs> has written. Hell? He has sold over 400 million copies of his books. And he wrote, Mm. I believe, either exactly or over 240 Goosebumps books alone. Wow. We really miss our calling. We should write like really crappy uh, children's books. That's my question is like these books. They're not good. (laughs) They're not good. They're not long. The font is big. They're literally for children. I aged out of, okay, humble brag, but I aged out of these books in like second grade. Right. Like, because they're they're scary. They're scary, but they're so easy to read that like I was never the right age for them personally,
1: but I remember watching the show more.
0: When you were at the reading level, you were too young because you were too scared of the stuff, but then you were interested in the content the delivery was too baby. Yeah. Then me. I was like, it's too baby. You know, it's too easy. Like I want to read something with more of a more character development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't ever really remember like reading too many of the Goosebumps books. I'm sure that I read one or two of them, but I feel like yeah. I was like a snob and I was like, I'm not reading that. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, I was same. like I was like, That's I've been easy. reading at an eighth grade level since third grade. So I'm not going to fucking demean myself. Yeah, I'm not gonna debase myself right. by reading this Goosebumps book. I was like, I'm gonna read Anne of Green Gables and Oliver Twist instead. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm a freak child. Yeah, I read like Little Women, and I was like, oh, we're like the Little Women, and our <laughs> mom is smart. Oh yeah, I was way more of like a Little House on the Prairie kind of kind of bitch than I was right. into like Goosebumps or Magic Tree House or books like that. I did like the Magic Tree House because I've always been a fan of time travel, as you know. Yeah. You also went through a phase where you were reading with gypsies and pirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I went through like a witch one where I read like a yeah. bunch of like witch books, it's like Salem yeah. witch trials books. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too off topic, but one of my coworkers told me something very interesting she's like in science that's like what she's getting her degree Mm -hmm. in or whatever you know I don't understand science at all so to me yeah you're just saying science she's in science literally anything like (laughs) I don't know what she does at all she's told me but I'm like it's in science you're like it's just science science." to me (laughs) exactly and because she does the science she was reading a science article about how like around the time of the Salem witch trials in Salem, they had discovered magic mushrooms, but they didn't know what they were. So like hmm. everybody was eating these and then they were like, she's a witch, she's a witch. I saw her with the devil because they were literally tripping balls. That actually makes a lot of sense now. Doesn't that make so much sense? Yeah, as that's a like, very- how that all happened. That's a very plausible explanation. And also if you think about like, all of the witch hunting in Europe also mm-hmm. everyone was like didn't understand what substances or chemicals were poisonous to humans so people were probably drinking like turpentine and like yeah. they were putting like lead on their faces as like face powder and stuff and like probably got yeah. some uh, mental well they were like "Ooh, I think I have a that. cough let me drink this opium like yeah for what real. The fuck? <laughs> it's like okay you probably just messing with your brain and making yourself high (laughs) right but they had no like understanding of that yeah or like poisoning your mind with actual chemicals you shouldn't be ingesting right making like whatever problem you have way worse worse. okay so anyway off that tangent back to goosebumps you know who makes their problem worse carly beth (laughs) carly beth which i have to say so okay so we watched the episode we watched was what was it actually called it's called the haunted mask the haunted mask parts yes. one and two yes because they leave you on a cliffhanger so if you don't finish you it to, I mean you have you're to not gonna know episode. what happens so I mean I feel like we have to start at the beginning which is just like I just need to talk about the theme song momentarily yes please, because the theme song slaps and the theme sequence Really takes you on a journey because, like, it starts with like R.L. Stein in his little trench coat with his briefcase mm-hmm. full of just loose papers. Which I don't know what author doesn't use a paperclip or a stapler to yeah. keep their manuscripts together. He just has a briefcase full of loose papers. Yes, and the briefcase blows open, and then the G of Goosebumps somehow <laughs> appears off the of OG. <laughs> yeah, the OG G. And flies all around and then goes into a house inside a house and then it's goosebumps. Mm-hmm. But let's take a moment to appreciate the theme song. It's definitely like some man behind one of those big chunky 90s like Casio keyboards with all the different sound effects. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, about? He had all the sound effects for And like sure. a synthesizer. Yes. Okay. It's so good. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay. the wind noise is really good when the beat drops yeah you have to wait for the beat to drop dog is a real wild card I think that's I like, caught the dog the first time <laughs> yeah I didn't either it's so like you just played it and now I'm thinking of uh I'm not a huge friends fan but it does make me think of that episode where isn't it Ross who's making like uh music on a keyboard and it's just yes. like sounds where it's like a dog barking and like yes. a fire truck and he's side. like my music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him with the keyboard yes <sighs> okay wait I want to see if the dog comes back I think it just repeats goose yeah i like what it whispers goose Goosebumps. Goosebumps. i'm Wait, picturing I think it says something else it sounded like he was about to go yeah i'm picturing the guy who was wearing What does he say there? You will beware, you're (laughs) in for a scare. What if we find out it's actually like yin yang twins (laughs) recorded the song? Yeah, the comments on this video are amazing. Some of my favorites are, they didn't have to make it slap this hard. (laughs) This song slaps like for real. Wait, what was the other one you found on there? There was That's one what? that like killed me. It was so funny. The spooky beats go hard. It makes my booty quake in fear. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's so good. Oh, it's so funny. This episode, like I, I was so entertained. I was really thoroughly entertained. Like there was not one second where I was bored. We honestly, we loved it. Like I, yeah. I really watched- enjoyed- I watched an episode of either Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? like semi-recently, which is why I chose this this week because I remembered it being like so terribly like painful that I couldn't even watch it in a funny way. But then this episode really had me hooked and we were like glued like the whole time (laughs) and also just lolling the whole time. Yes. So the premise of this episode hinges around... As you can guess, a haunted mask because that's the name of the episode, mm-hmm. and our lead character is a young girl named Carly Beth, who it's an amazing name. That's a, like a pinnacle of nineties naming.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so like good.
0: Carly was such a nineties name, and then yeah. making it a two word with Carly Beth is like a timestamp in mm-hmm. nineteen eighty eight. Yes, and she's probably like supposed to be like 10 or 12. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how she looks quite like she and her friend look quite older than the boys that are supposed to be their age. Right. And I mean that's kind of always though. That's always like supposed to be playing like 10 year olds like 10 or 12. Yeah. I think they're supposed to be like 10 or 12. So the the plot, so to speak, is basically that Carly Beth is a big puss and everybody (laughs) knows yeah, she's got, kind of like, a little scaredy bitch, and everyone is trying to, like, mess with her all the time, and it's obviously Halloween season. Right. In the show. So, there's these two kids. Chuck one, and Steve. Chuck and Steve, yeah. There's these two kids named Chuck and Steve who are, like, from their school who are terrorizing Carly Beth, and they keep playing dumb pranks on her that aren't mm-hmm. really scary, but because Carly Beth is scared of everything and everyone knows it, it scares the crap out of her. So essentially she decides that she's gonna get even and that is like where it all goes wrong yeah she wants to prove that she can be scary and tough right and yeah these boys they're basically just like nagging her like you know what nagging is yeah yeah they're basically like (laughs) messing with her but they like might actually have a crush on her is kind of the vibe I got from it yeah definitely yeah, like they're messing with her because they think it's fun and it's like funny and like, oh, Carly Beth, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I wrote down word for word what R.L. Stein said at the beginning of this episode. Made it's no sense. It. So weird. <laughs> he says, so like after the theme song plays, it cuts to R.L. Stein in an office of some kind. Mm-hmm. And His he lair. says, hello, I'm R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps books. The horror begins when Carly Beth puts on the evil mask and it ends when she discovers there's nothing more horrifying than the love of her family and friends. Like that is not the lesson she learns. No, the lesson is like I got what I got from it is like self-love. Like don't try to change who you are because who you are is fine. Like it's okay to be scared. Like who you are is fine. Right. You're a kid. You're allowed to be scared. Like love your own face and your who you are and don't try to change that is yeah what I got from it so I don't know what R.L. Stein is talking about I'm pretty sure just none of his books <laughs> make sense like, and I think he sense. just needed to think of something semi-clever to say and so he thought that by like saying there's nothing more horrifying than the love of your family is like I think he thought he was being clever but yeah. it just reads weird and like so what are you saying like it doesn't come off right. It just is very confusing, but it doesn't really matter because none of this really (laughs) matters. It's just totally ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but the show, the episode starts, we get introduced to Carly Beth and her friend, Sabrina, who's kind of like the voice of reason. Yeah. I would say and like a good friend, like she's not a bad friend. No, she, she kind of, she messes with Carly Beth a little bit. Like she does the like hand on the shoulder, like to scare her. But she does it in good fun and then she apologizes and she's like i'm sorry i was just having fun let's pick out your pumpkin so carly right. beth like reaches down in this pumpkin patch and it's dark out and i keep wondering but why these kids are all out like by themselves running around town doing whatever they want and then i remember it's the 90s and, yeah, and like people nobody weren't knew that anything <laughs> bad happened then. yeah um i loved this scene so she and sabrina are walking through like a pumpkin patch because mm. She's like, I didn't get to pick out my pumpkin yet. Yeah. And they're literally standing side by side. And Sabrina goes, Do you hear breathing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, starts. you're standing literally not even a foot away from this bitch. Of it course you can hear her breathing, breathing. Sabrina. And doesn't she say something like, oh no, I think that's just you, Carly Beth? It's like she insinuating that Carly Beth is a mouth breather. Yeah. Like, okay, Sabrina. Like, does she have asthma or something? I don't know. Yeah. And then she says, go get your pumpkin. And Carly Beth goes, these pumpkins are so rotten. (laughs) I don't know why I wrote that down. I just thought it was such a funny and unnecessary line. But she goes to reach down for a pumpkin and it's Chuck and Steve. Like both of them have just been laying there for like, who knows how long. Dressed up jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. With pumpkins on their heads. And how did they know Carly Beth was going to be there? Are they just lying in wait in the pumpkin patch with pumpkins on their heads? Or parents told them? Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe she was in on it and thought it would just be like fun. But then she feels bad. I don't know. That wasn't really explained. But then um, she is like ranting. So she runs away because Chuck and Steve scare her and they jump up and they've got the pumpkins on their heads. Right. and she gets really really mad and I don't think Sabrina was expecting her to be that mad so she kind of like they run off and Chuck and Steve run away because they're like get out of here you creeps and then, <laughs> so the boys run away and Sabrina's kind of like consoling her trying to make her feel better and Carly Beth is ranting about the boys and she was like last summer they put an o- dead octopus on me <laughs> yeah <laughs> like says, listing all the things the pranks they're they've done always doing stuff like that to me last summer they put a dead octopus on me I like, need more details about that what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I'm like this sounds. where did they find it you can't just like find a dead did they buy it at like the market like a fish market or something like right. where did they just getting a dead octopus right yeah and it, I like there's not just like a dead octopi on the beach like where are you getting it after Carly Beth is like scared by them and she's pissed off and she's running away. Sabrina's like, Carly Beth, slow down. And she goes, why? So you can laugh at me some more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, maybe someday they'll know how it feels. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Foreshadowing indeed. Then we cut over to, is this when we meet the guy in the scary face? Yeah. So there's because it's like 1993, there's a shop in this town in this small town it seems like a small like new england east coast town there's a shop that sells only masks and we're supposed to believe that that could be sustainable <laughs> in a small town yeah because and it's not even a full service masks. halloween store no a not a costume, costume store just he masks. just sells masks and he's this scary old white guy that looks like if the hot blonde vampire from Buffy Spike was old and not hot he would be this man Hmm. and he has like some weird spots on his face yes and it looks like it might just be some like acne that he's covered up with makeup. Yeah. I wrote big... down like st- steatocystomas, like, that's, yeah. like, like just a bunch of like little. Like- he needs to go to like Dr. Pimple Popper and have her work some magic. Where's Sandra Ooh. Lee when you need her? Where's <laughs> Dr. Sandra? Sandra Lee when I need her? Um, but he's just looking at them with like hatred and mysterious shifty eyes and furrowed brows. Right. And he appears to be bald But then later he turns around and he's got like business in the front, like bald in the front, and then like party in the back. Just wispies. Yeah, it's like not enough to be a party. It's like a casual gathering of hair in the back. Like just there. It's not a party. It's just a casual gathering. Yeah, there's not enough for it to be a party in the back. But so we get him, he there's not really much explanation. We just know that this spooky guy is like around and he has all these yeah. masks and that's kind of like all we need to know about him. Yes. So for far now. anyway. And then Carly Beth goes home to her like wholesome ginger mom mm-hmm. and their whole house, like the interior of their entire home is wood paneling. <laughs> I just needed to mention that, but her <laughs> mom is kind of quirky and weird. And she is like, Oh, I, in my art class or whatever, I made this creepy model of your face yeah she's like I made this mask of you in my art class but be careful it's plaster of Paris yeah <laughs> which like it absolutely is not because it seems like rubbery like yeah and later in the episode it gets a lot of travel so there's no way yes. that it's if like it actually were, breakable. if it were like plaster it yeah. would have just cracked cracked and crumbled yeah um, so her mom is like I made this mask of you, for you, in my art class. And then she's like, and I got a duck costume for you for Halloween and it's upstairs. But then her brother comes out and scares her via quacking. Like he's just like, quack, 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 quack. Which like is ingenious to me that like children don't like understand. Like he couldn't do anything really scary. They were just like quack like a duck. And he was like, quack, 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 quack. And then after he scares her and she's like scared whatever, he goes, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he said I love that that. like eight hundred times. Like this kid is gotcha, never gotcha, on gotcha, screen, gotcha. and every time he's on screen, he says, "Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha." Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst, and I just wish that he didn't exist. Yeah, he just made me think in my head. I was like, oh, little brother." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, glad it's I." It's such know. like a nineties, like two thousands trope. Of like, "Oh, my stupid little brother." Yeah. Liz McGuire had it first. Yeah, but then okay, so that end, that day is over. Then the next day, I think they're at like lunch outside, or they're at some like Halloween they're at picnic. Lunch, I think something like at school. But Chuck and Steve go over to her and Sabrina at lunch, and they fake apologize. They're like, "Oh, we're so sorry. Like we were so mean to you, and like we won't do it again. We didn't know we'd scare you that much." And then she's like whatever she obviously doesn't really believe them she's like fine i guess she's yeah, like people are letting me be okay yeah like whatever then she do you want to talk about this part or should i so it's upsetting steve puts a big old earthworm in our homegirl carly beth's sandwich yeah and none the one wider- actually really mean and like very fucked up i mean like yeah. just in general you shouldn't tamper with like people's food like you know right it's messed like, up are. and then like, what if I that's, that's like good. that's her sandwich for the day What if she's really hungry you know oh, yeah. like, I'm like then she just doesn't have a fucking lunch you're mess with a girl's blood sugar like at a tender age no not my girl carly no. yeah like that was upsetting i did feel really bad for her Yeah, so they put, like, they put the worm in her sandwich, and then she, like, gets all upset. I literally wrote down, this girl is tormented. I'm like, the bullies give her no, like, space. Like, they're like, we are going to hit you from every angle. Yeah, she's unhinged at this point. Yeah, so she gets up, and... Like I wrote down that she doesn't know where to go because everyone is pointing and laughing at her. Like it becomes like every child yes. nightmare where like the whole lunchroom is like, Ha-ha, and she's like, everyone is pointing and laughing at her. She's like, Oh, like trying to <laughs> run away, but everyone is pointing and laughing. So she can't figure out where to, run, to yeah. run away. So she runs home and like, I guess just doesn't go to school for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uncertain. But when she gets home, she runs into her room and she picks up a magazine and then throws it to the side and starts crying. (laughs) And then she picks up the duck costume and rips it to shreds while she cries and says, I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. She uh, realizes that she has like $30 and then she has like a sassy hair flip with her brush. Yeah. And is like, I know what I'm doing now. And so she goes to Baldy's uh mask shop.
1: <laughs> half yes. Baldy, I
0: guess. She goes to um, ugly half baldy spikes. Yeah. Mask and shop. When she walks in, so the shop is open because she walks in and there's like a little bell noise, right? And it's not right. locked. And he's like, What are you doing here? Who are you? <laughs> I'm like, Um, she's a customer, sir. <laughs> Right. It seemed like he waited to scare her, like, just for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like he knew, obviously, I, I thought that too. I was like, he heard the bell. This is his store. Like, does yes. anyone ever come in here? Or why no. would he be surprised that she was there? Like, why? He would- doesn't need income, obviously, for some reason. He needs zero income. He's not worried about it. He's chilling. I don't know why. The other thing I don't understand is if she is scared of everything, wouldn't she be scared of the masks in the store? Yeah. She's supposedly scared of everything. And yet she's just like, hi, weird Russian man. I'm going to buy one of your most scary masks, sir. And he's like, get out of here. Who are you? He's like scary. He's a scary dude. yeah Yeah, he's like he takes a mysterious phone call so she's like so she like she's like i'm here to buy a mask duh and he's like fine you got five minutes so she's like okay i guess i'll browse for five minutes he takes that mysterious phone call and answers it and his name is like ludkov or something yeah i don't even know he's he's vaguely russian or slavic i don't know Mm -hmm. um and and he's having this fake conversation on the phone it's so good and he says like well did you wire paraguay (laughs) they are the ones who know we need this chemical things are falling apart i can't go on without it (laughs) we don't have time we don't have time for you to order (laughs) two like what is he talking about (laughs) he has to wire paraguay and they never actually explain Like, this phone call is never explained, so I don't even know why it's in here in the first place. I think he was just ad-libbing, like, just making stuff up. Yeah. So as he's on the phone, Carly Beth is, like, wandering around in the store. She's looking for a mask. And, of course, she finds a secret door because Carly Beth is that bitch. Mm -hmm. And she opens the door and she goes behind. And she says, wow, these masks are, like, super realistic and they're super scary. And he's like I said no (laughs) and then I wrote that he locks her in there I don't know what I meant by that yeah he does okay so I wrote that down too because it was was really would tell her that she wasn't allowed to be in there yeah and then he he would lock her in there there's like a one of those sliding like bolts on the door behind him to the room like one of those big steel like or titanium whatever uh locks that you slide over the front of the door to like Mm -hmm. keep it shut from the inside. (laughs) It's terrifying. And then he turns around and he's like, you're not supposed to be here. He's like, these masks are not for sale. They're too frightening. And And she's like, please, I really want to get revenge. And he's like, I have a very frightening gorilla mask made with (laughs) real gorilla hair. I'll give it to you for free. Yeah, and I was like says, No, please, I really want to get revenge. And he's like, he's like, ah, revenge. A dish I know well. <laughs> the recipe <laughs> for which I have studied. Oh, <laughs> uh, and he's like, What is your name? And she's like, Carly Beth. And he's like, You have a nice face, Carly Beth. And she tries to, like, offer him the $30 and he's like, no, I can't, no. And then she, she just throws the dollars at him. And runs. And grabs the, like, creepy mask. Yeah, that's um, serving very, like, sea monster vibes. Like, Creature mm-hmm. from the Blue Lagoon or, like, yeah, in, it's episode of creepy. where the kid fell into the radioactive swamp at summer camp. Ooh, and then yeah. he turned in, like, a fish guy. That's, like, yeah. what the mask looks like. And whoever did the like masks, like the um, prosthetic, like makeup work for these masks is really good. I think they're they're quite creepy. Like the teeth are really creepy. Yeah, the teeth are really good. Um, And then she goes home and she's looking in the mirror and like puts on the mask and she's like, bye bye, Carly Beth. (laughs) Bye bye. And then she decides to scare her little brother who's dressed up as a spider because now it's, like, actually Halloween night, I'm guessing. Yes. And she scares him and he's like, take it off, take it off, please, take it off. And she goes to take the mask off from, like, the bottom. And she goes, wait, what? My my mask won't come off. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, wait, false alarm, I guess. Don't worry. Yeah. so it does come off but it's kind of like foreshadowing yeah and then her little brother is like how did you change your voice like that because when she's wearing the mask her voice sounds like this yeah she does a fun little like creepy voice like this (laughs) (laughs) and he goes how did you change your voice like that that was the scariest part like that was the scariest part like okay okay noah i think his name is noah uh, so now it's Chuck and wait, this is this Chuck and Steve time? So before she goes to fuck with Chuck and Steve, she puts the mask back on. And then, of course, in a move that makes perfect sense and is completely unexplained, she goes and gets the mask of her own face. Yeah, that her mother made, yeah. yeah, she takes it with her and she puts it like on the end of a stick, like she's like mm-hmm. making a puppet out of it. And then she runs out the door, and as she's running, she's like growling at people and like snarling. Yeah, at she's people like, like, like scaring small children. Yeah. And you're like, and go off, Carly Beth, I guess. She goes to Sabrina's house, and they're going to go trick or treating. And they go to a house, and like, Carly Beth really scares the little kids. Like, it's a mom and two little kids that answer the door. And mm-hmm. she like scares the crap out of these kids. And the mom is like, what's wrong with you? Like, chill. Why? Are you, what do you do? And she keeps yeah. going and like messing with the kids. And then they leave. And she's like, who cares with that old bag? says?" Yeah. <laughs> she calls the mom an old bag. And I was like, she was like 30. <laughs> Called down. And she's yelling like, yeah, I'm crazy. And like yelling at all these kids as they go to find Chuck and Steve. She's drunk with power running through the streets. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Steve are dressed up like uh, like matching pirate outfits, I believe. Yeah. And they're like sword fighting in this graveyard as you do, I guess, when you're children yeah. in the 90s. You're just free to play in graveyards <laughs> with no one watching you. With no you. parental supervision under cover of darkness. Yeah, so she scares them. And mm-hmm. this is the time where, like, she scares Sabrina also and is, like, shaking Sabrina. Yeah. And being really, like, just, I don't know, she's just being a psycho. Yeah. yeah. And Sabrina's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then she's like, oh, that was so funny. Once yeah, it goes Sabrina, into part two. like, touches her, ma- like, the mask. And he's like, wow, it feels like real skin. Like, that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. And Carly Beth is like, quiet, Sabrina. And then yeah. she shakes her and she goes, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah, she goes freaking nuts. And she's cackling all around the neighborhood too until yeah. she gets to the graveyard. And she like separates from Sabrina here. She like runs off from her. Yeah. And Sabrina's like, what the hell is happening? So Sabrina's probably looking for her. And Carly Beth is just going, running around looking for Chuck and Steve, and she finds them in the graveyard. And the boys are like, "Yo ho ho and away we go!" They're like, sort of. Yeah, they're singing pirate. Yeah, they they. I wrote down sixteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo (laughs) ho ho. Yeah, they're just singing, and then I wrote this down because it's really random. They're like looking at the candy they have, and Steve goes, "I hate mints." Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Steve. Oh, and Chuck betrays uh, Steve, his one true love, with like a scream mask. <laughs> right. He scares him with a mask. He and He's genuinely scared. And Chuck is like, what, bruh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the true, like, their love story is, uh, their bromance yeah. is, it's blossoming. And then, like, as they're, like, fucking around in the cemetery and, like, looking at their goods and such, Carly Beth pops out, and they're like, "How are you, Carly Beth? We know that's you." Yeah, they can How tell are you making her. that weird voice? Yeah, and she's like, "I'm not Carly Beth." Yeah, and she goes, "Apologize to Carly Beth, or or you'll be sorry." And they're like, "We did it because we like her. Give us a break. We're sorry, yeah. Carly Beth. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry." And they're like, help me, please, help me. And then she's just like cackling as they run away. And then she howls at the moon. Yeah. Why does course. she howl at the moon? Because and she's, she's like, like, wild, <laughs> making all these weird noises. That's accurate. And then she digs a hole with her and, hands and, and, buries and buries the head. The head that her mom made of her actual head mm-hmm. in there. And then she goes, goodbye, scaredy cat. bye and then just cartwheels randomly yes she does cartwheels she had to show off her acrobatic skills duh after putting herself to rest in the 70s, after burying her own weird head that her mom made from plaster of paris don't forget yeah uh her acting yes it's it's top notch here she's really giving it her all doing good then she goes off and she finds sabrina Mm-hmm. And she's like, where are you? I've been looking for you everywhere. And Sabrina's like, what happened to your hands? Where's your sculpture? Did yeah. you find Chuck and Steve? Did you scare them? Did you hurt them? Yeah. And Carly Beth goes, no, of course not. Let's go home, okay? And, and Sabrina's they like turn okay. and their house is just right there. Yeah. <laughs> like they just walk literally five feet and they're like, great, we're home now. Yeah. So then they head home and they're at aren't they at sabrina's house here i think so yeah Yeah, they're at sabrina's house and uh carly beth still has her mask on and she's trying to get it off but she can't and then sabrina's like trying to help her and looking for like the spot where you know like the bottom of the mask would be and she's like saying like the the hell there's a line where the bottom of the mask yeah and and she's like what the hell it's like fused to your skin like it's just become your skin which is pretty freaking creepy um but then she wants to be herself again and she's freaking out and sabrina's like just chill we'll like see if my mom can help us like just wait for my mom's gonna be home soon like just chill for a second we'll just ask her carly beth is like no and she runs off all upset to the russian mask warlock man And she says she goes in and she says i'm supposed to be me but i'm not i'm supposed to be me but i'm not (laughs) so the 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 dude takes her back in the creepy room and there's this lineup with all of the other masks the ones that she didn't it's like the same kind of the ones that she like in the private room that she was supposed to go in yes and they're all sort of like their eyes are like moving a little bit and they're kind of like bob so they're like semi-alive and the guy is like they weren't ugly in the beginning they were beautiful but then they became hideous ugliness monstrosity <laughs> no the one unloved ever loved one yeah you're <laughs> only the, you, only one the only one that had. ever wanted yeah. them yeah so yeah. she was saying she was upset about the mask and then he was talking about his own face and i believe that his face was a mask yeah he tried to make it like look better but he says something about you don't want to know what's really under here and like it's starting to deform yeah he's like you don't dare you don't dare see what really lies under here because that's what his like steatocystomas are is that they are actually like his mask getting fucked up yeah so my my theory of this backstory that they never Mm take they never give us but I think like as a young lad, mm-hmm. perhaps he wasn't happy with his self or his appearance or whatever. So he made these masks to try to look like hotter or better. Right. Or basically then, just to hide himself. Yeah. And, and then good. once he had them on, he like couldn't get it off. And then they started to go bad, like turn into scary things. Yeah. That seems to be like the vibe. Yeah. But we don't really get any of that. It's not really explained. It's a very vague conversation that happens between them where basically he's just telling her, like, I made these masks and they were beautiful once, And now they're fucking ugly and (laughs) I'm wearing a mask because I'm fucking ugly. And. Basically, she's like, how do I get it off? What do I do? And And he's he's like, like well, you might be fucked. He's like, wait, have you ever taken it off before, though? And she's like, well, I did take it off once. And he's like, there's a possibility with an act of love. That sounds so creepy. Right. Which like they're like, okay, but he's like only with a symbol of love. Can you take the mask off? Which she's like. okay. And then the masks all come to life.
1: At this yeah, point, they, they had floating around.
0: Yeah, they had gone from the creepy room to like the actual store. Yeah, they kind of like moved. but then the, the store as they the were having masks, conversation. Yeah, and then the masks all start coming after her. And there's some weird, really bad, like CGI or like 3D effect animation as they're coming towards her and they're like, Join us, Carly Beth. Help us, Carly Beth. Slowly Carly love Lava. And they're like, love us, Carly like, you goes, start. No, I won't. Did you notice it started sounding like a really like bored uh gay man? Uh, <laughs> was, help us, Carly Bath. Yeah. It was, it was like, Thank us, Carly Bath. <laughs> it was so weird yeah Yeah, yes i was expecting it to be like (laughs) yeah it's so weird (laughs) yeah so out of that she is prompted to run to the cemetery once more and she digs herself aka the head that her mom made her of herself out of the grave and then magically she can take the mask off and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can, she sort of like tells them all to like F off essentially as she's like digging her head up.
1: And I'm yeah. like, okay,
0: so is the moral that we can all just tell our inner demons to fuck off and then all of our problems will be solved? <laughs> like, Maybe. what is- I don't Maybe know. yeah, like love your true self. Like once you accept once you find yourself then so it's okay to be like a little scaredy ass bitch. <laughs> Yeah, like as long as you love yourself, like if you're a little scaredy ass bitch, just own it. I think is the moral of the story because it's not like she was being bullied for her looks or her voice or her culture or her family, like she wasn't being bullied for literally just that she was easy to scare. So, all the kids were like, Let's scare her. Yeah, like they didn't say they didn't like anything else about her, they were just like, She's jumpy, so it's funny. Yeah, like we let the boys were like, We like her, we just thought it was fun right so yeah she wasn't being like bullied so I don't I don't know know. it's a strange one when she goes home she like still has the mask or whatever and like her little brother picks it up yeah and she's like please don't put that on and he goes gotcha 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 and then her mom is like is everything okay sweetie did you have a good home yeah Her mom is like, you've been gone. It's like, her mom says something like, it's midnight. Like, where have you been? What happened to you? Are you okay? Like, Sabrina called. She's been, she and her mom have been looking for you. Like, are you fine? And she's like, yeah, I was fine. And she says, I learned a lot about myself tonight. And her mom's like, okay, cool. Yeah. She says, let's just say I've learned a lot about myself tonight, mom. And her mom's like, Okay. If your 12 year old daughter comes home at midnight on Halloween, like, and she's looks kind of rough, like she's been running and she says she's learned a lot about herself. tonight, Like I would be more concerned. Yeah. I don't know. And it's then great. the little brother puts the mask on. Yeah. Like, he's yes. a dumbass. He deserves it. And <laughs> then the we get to see our boy R.L. Stein one more time. We go back to his laboratory. And yeah. he's like, no, that wasn't too scary, was it? It's like, okay, dude, you get you've made a living. You're a millionaire off of scaring children. He literally says, have a scary day. As he's that's his goodbyes, have a scary day, everyone. I don't know whether I'm to, L. L. Stein. I don't know whether to like admire him for being like a genius of creating this empire. Yeah. Or I think it's like, Gross that he's profiting off of like scaring children in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. In a way, it's a bit weird to like think it's weird. Like, it's I think right, authoring a book being like, I'm gonna write a book for kids, yeah. So, I want them to have something to like to learn and enjoy, like, yeah, yeah. But like the fact that all he wants to do is just like tear them children. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess he's teaching us lessons, but like, what was sort the of like, don't be a pussy bitch and like. Yeah. <laughs> Or what it's okay I if you are. Like, yeah, like I don't I don't get it as far as like what is he trying to say. So yeah. I think that it's around a twisted. I appreciated watching this uh spookiness outside of Ho- October, like yeah. outside of Halloween season, it's like hot Tober or something, <laughs> like yeah. a Halloween, yeah. where it's just like hot outside. <laughs> but um, we should definitely pick find like a really Good episode to watch again later in the year. Yeah, and like, are are you afraid of the dark? I think we should watch too. I remember, I do remember an episode of this show where it was like, there's a ventriloquist dummy. Yes, and yeah, that one was really freaking terrifying. Yeah, that one is actually really scary. I wonder. Okay, we should watch that actually because I don't know if you know this about me, just because like we haven't been in a circumstance together with like puppets around in a long time, but yeah really it's been a while it's been like 20 years <laughs> no it's been like 15 years since we were both around puppets <laughs> since we we're both around puppets at the same time but I do not like puppets like it took me till now <laughs> to get okay with the puppets like and they're friendly puppets I'm okay with puppets I'm worse with like clowns I do not like puppets I don't know why they scare me and I don't think they're cool i really don't like ventriloquism i don't think like hardly anyone likes ventriloquism though i wonder if like my fear of puppets is sourced back to that episode maybe it's really creepy because i remember that like very vividly i feel like granted i feel like you could imagine a memory of anything from when you were a child and be like i remember no i remember i remembered this episode too that episode too because it's it's really creepy and there's there's horror movies. I think there's one that's called like the dummy or something that it's mm. like basically this episode, but like a full, yeah. like adult hairy movie. Yeah. And Chucky Double. is a doll, but Chucky is different. Cause he's like a modern, yeah, you know what I mean? Like this, modern. this one is a, uh, like a very like 1930s style ventriloquist dummy Yeah, where they all kind of have that same, same look same. about them. 30s. Just 30s. Make it I don't pretty. know. You're like vaudeville. I don't know. Yeah I'm like vaudeville. I don't know. Vaudeville could be. I don't know. Fatty Arbuckle or something. I don't know. Fatty. Is that his name? Fatty Arbuckle? Fatty Arbuckle was like a vaudeville guy who like what a name was in movies during that era and he I listened to like a podcast episode recently where he like potentially might have like killed someone um what the fuck yeah that doesn't sound surprising at all actually so that's why that and, like, name like came early up. vaudeville person was definitely getting into some trouble yeah that needed dark. to cover up with a death like yeah that, that stuff was out. dark 100 percent. wow well it was a good one it was a very good one i enjoyed every second of it I think Anyways, um, just like this recap next time we should pick something like totally different. Yeah, for sure. But what will it be? You'll have to tune in to find out. Mm-hmm. Next time on The Worst Thing I Ever Watched with <laughs> me, Colleen, and Helen. Yahoo! Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. We'll be